stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick. And this week, I'm going solo again to talk about what will be the hot industries after technology. I know it's kind of blasphemous to talk about, right? Because how could there be life after tech? But there will be. And I'm not saying tech is going anywhere. So don't panic. I'm not saying like, oh, that rally's over, you know, move on or anything. But as I was prepping to do some of my earnings all-star videos, which I do every week during earnings season here at Zach's, I was struck by the number of charts that were at new or all-time highs. Obviously, stock market is also near its all-time highs again. Um, so that's not a total surprise. But I was also struck by the really high valuations of these companies that are at or near their all-time highs. Many of them were the hot technology or like fintech social media i'm lumping all those under the tech mantra under that mantle and the valuations were you know it the norms were like 40 to 50 time earnings it was like nothing to be you know 50 times earnings now but nobody was really batting an eye at 100 or 200 times earnings or i saw some that were 400 times earnings stocks still going up right so what does that say if we're having like this one industry that has gotten uh, maybe a little overvalued here? I took a look at the tech ETF, um, the usual one everybody looks at, the XLK, and it's now up 155% over the last five years because that is the technology rally we've all experienced. And that is easily beating the S&P 500, which is up just 57% in that same time period, but it's also easily beating the NASDAQ QQQ, which also is basically huge in technology because of what's in it. And that was up 117%. So the XLK up 155, the QQQs up 117, and then the S&P 500 up only, only 57% during that time period. So I'm not saying you should run out and sell all of your tech winners. I own numerous of them. I'm sure you all do too. But moving forward, it's likely that there could be other industries that will now be the hot industries. And what is often forgotten about the dot-com boom is that it wasn't just a boom in technology during the 1990s, but that's how we all seem to remember it. We all seem to remember the tech titans, Microsoft, Cisco, Dell, Intel, and then some of the crazy IPOs like Pets.com or Webvan, and that stuff happening on the dot-com side. But that people made a lot of money owning those tech titans and those types of stocks. But drug stocks also soared during that decade. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. So I took another look again just to remind myself. So from January 2nd, 1990 to January 3rd, 2000, Merck was up 411% during that 10-year time period versus 355% for the S&P 500. But Pfizer was up over 1,000% during that time. Again, the S&P was up just... 
just 355% during that great 10-year bull market. So it wasn't just technology, but the, the drug stocks, the big drug manufacturers also did really, really well in that decade. And a lot of people you know, were able to cash in there outside of technology. So what will be the other hot industries over the next five years that we're gonna, you know, should be looking at? One of those maybe could be cannabis. I don't know. I don't know about you, but it's taken a beating over the last two years. Many have abandoned those stocks. There's not a lot of names in cannabis right now because of the federal, you know, rules against it basically in the United States. They're mostly Canadian companies, but in the US, more states continue to approve cannabis for medical use and also on the recreational side. And there's hope that it will be at least decriminalized and um, you know, maybe the whole industry will be basically deregulated, so to speak. And a lot of opportunities could come in cannabis, but that is kind of coming down the, the pike. So I took a look around cannabis and it could be, but right now, not as many places to actually invest in. Another area that could be, but we've been waiting at least 10 years in this area, at least, if not 12 years, is solar. Because I remember putting together a uh, article on the election of 2008 between John McCain and uh, Barack Obama. And one, some of the stocks in there were the solar stocks, and that was 12 years ago. But again, like maybe we were just too early 12 years ago. It looks like maybe we were. And that could be an area too, as some of the solar stocks have started to move here and they remain cheap as well because those stocks have really gone nowhere over the last uh, couple of years here while tech has soared. But another area that I think you should really be looking in that is showing the growth right now, we're not like waiting for something to happen, is in healthcare and medical products and that type of area. Once again, I'm not talking necessarily about the drugs per se, or like the Pfizer's um, or the big drug companies like what happened in the 1990s. But there's other areas that I've talked about in the past on various podcasts that are you know, interesting if you snoop around enough and um, you know, start looking at some of the stories here. So I brought three stocks, um, at least one of these I've talked about in the past, but that's okay because it's still getting ignored. Uh, but some of these are where this industry is going and hopefully will continue to go over the next five years. And it's exciting because a lot of these are medical um, breakthroughs or innovations that all of us can benefit from. So what are they? Let's talk about them. So the first stock I want to talk about is Exact Sciences, ticker EXAS. It is in my value investor portfolio. And um, what this one is, you all know it because you've seen the commercials on television. They make Cologuard. That is the colon cancer screening test that you don't get the colonoscopy for, but you do it at home and you mail it in. And this is a growing industry and uh, they have only a small percentage of the market right now as they continue to roll this out. Now, one of the benefits of the pandemic for them 
is that a lot of doctors could not prescribe the colonoscopies because a lot of the non-essential uh, testing was halted during the lockdowns and they're really behind. So unless you had to have the colonoscopy because you're high risk or some other reason, then a lot of doctors just decided, hey, I'm just gonna uh, prescribe the Cologuard instead because of the backups in colonoscopies. So this should help exact sciences um, moving forward as more doctors begin to trust the Cologuard testing. Now, exact sciences has an 18 billion market cap but it isn't only about the colon cancer um, test because it knows it needs to move beyond that. And they've been trying to develop liquid biopsy tests, which is the next cutting edge thing. And instead, even though they have their own development, they recently bought two companies that are in this space, including Thrive. Thrive has this test called CancerSeq. And it looks at 16 genes and eight proteins, and it tries to detect cancer among doing that with this other type of testing. And so far they did a 10,000 person study that was deemed highly successful, but they need to run a much larger study that's gonna cost a lot of money. So that's where Exact Sciences has come in. They um, bought them out and are going to have to run that much bigger trial. I think it was 80,000 uh, patients in that one and to see because a key to cancer is catching it early, as we all know. So some of these cancers do not have early detection tests. And if we could somehow detect early enough with tests, um, we could see big breakthroughs in survival rates and that. Kind of thing. So Exact Sciences is still not earning any money um, on the earnings front. It's expected to lose $2.85 in 2020. And it did take a hit during the pandemic because there were fewer Cologuard prescriptions being made. Um, but hopefully now they're catching up a little bit on that because the lockdowns are over. But they are doing COVID testing, which brought in a considerable amount of money in the last quarter as well. But uh, hopefully in the next couple quarters, the COVID testing will dramatically decline as we get vaccines and other things for COVID, let's hope. Um, but they now have other things in the hopper. For 2021, analysts see much improvement, but still on the negative side, they're supposed to lose $1.09 in 2021. So losing 285 in 2020 and $1.09 in 2021. So that's exact sciences. I like them a lot. And again, I own them in my value investor, but it's these kinds of companies that are looking for new innovations in medicine that you should really be like digging in on and looking at. And this is one of them, EXAS is that ticker. Now, a second company that I didn't know much about at all, but one of my colleagues, uh, Kevin Cook, has pointed out to me, and it's one of his favorites. Um, it was also just recently a bull of the day here at Zach's. So be sure to check out some of the bulls and even the bears of the day on Zach's.com because we do have interesting stocks that we highlight what's going on with them in that article. It's on the front page of Zax.com every day, Monday through Friday. So you get a lot of different stock choices. And I mentioned the bear of the day. You may be inclined like, oh, why would I want the bear of the day? But um, here's a little secret. Occasionally, or many times actually, the bears of the day have 
interesting stories. And there might be a reason it's a number five cell, but only uh, temporarily a reason for some of those stocks in the bears of the day. So I would be inclined to kind of check out what's going on with some of them too for some hidden gem type of op ideas because the rank does change every day and the number fives don't stay number fives forever. They don't stay the strong cells forever. So you get some ideas there too, but be sure to check out the bulls of the day as well. So what is the stock that he made the bull of the day? It's Vericell, V-C-E-L, and this is a small cap. So unlike Exact Sciences, which has 18 billion market cap, this is only 924 million. So it is much more of a you know hidden gem and what they do is they're a provider of advanced cell therapies and it's for sports medicine and severe burns they have two products here and they're working on some other ones but their two main products are cardicel i'm probably saying that wrong but like cartilage with cell at the end that's their product for the treatment of cartilage defects in the knee how many of us know someone or even ourselves who have cartilage issues in the knee. That's pretty common, right? So if we can get some other kind of treatment other than a whole knee replacement or these other things, yeah, I'm kind of interested in that. So that's one of their products. Then they have Epicel, which treats the severe burns. So this one is also expected to have negative earnings this year, but they too were hurt by the lack of visits for non-essential medical treatments, obviously during the lockdown. So if you were having, you know, cartilage issues with the knee, you probably just kept having cartilage issues with the knee over the last several months during the pandemic. And now it's, you're slowly getting some of these patients back into the system. This is all just temporary. They will catch up and people will start doing their non-essential um, you know, different treatments as we move forward, even if we're in the second wave of the pandemic, I think people are um, figuring out what they're comfortable with. So um, keep that in mind. They're supposed to lose 12 cents here in 2020, but by 2021, big turnaround, and they're supposed to make 40 cents a share by just next year. So I'm liking this story, and I like these companies that have a niche product that is in demand they are growing their revenue quite swiftly and they're in the early stages so that's what varicel is vcel um, and then the third one is the one i've talked about in the past but i still really like it and it's in mode i n m as in mary d as in um down <laughs> i n MD is the ticker. They went IPO in 2019, but they do the radio frequency um, beauty treatments with their beauty systems. And again, when everything was in lockdown, basically globally, you're not going in to get your beauty treatments. But once it reopened, yeah, you are. So they already pre-reported some really solid revenue numbers for their last quarter. They're still going to report earnings on November 12th, so people should tune in. There's just one analyst on this company. It has a market cap of $1.3 billion, so it's also small, like Vericell is. They're expected to make $1.29 here in 2020 and 183 in 2021, so they do have positive earnings 
and they have since their IPO. So um, beauty is a place to be. People are willing to spend the money on it. And even the younger people, uh, millennials and even Gen Z now are starting beauty treatments at a much younger age to, um, you know, be preventative, I guess is the word. Um, similar to wearing sunscreen, you know, at all times when you're younger prevents the wrinkles. So do some of the procedures if you get them when you're younger. So we got a lot of people interested in looking good for Instagram and for selfies and various things for their brands out there on the internet. So in mode is one I like a lot. This one is also in the value investor. So some of these um, kind of innovative medical companies are, uh, you know, not overvalued here and, um, you know, kind of undiscovered because everyone is paying so much attention to technology and these other areas. And again, I'm not saying anything about the growth and innovation in technology, um, in fintech, in social media. I love some of those areas as well but the valuations have gotten a bit stretched and moving forward over the next five years doesn't necessarily mean we're gonna continue with the same um, intense kind of rally we've seen in tech over the prior five years over the next five. But as I've always said, be diverse in your portfolio. Don't have all your eggs in one basket. As, as I've always been told, don't put everything into you know what has been working because there will be another hot industry out there. This is just talk of maybe one of them, but as I mentioned, it could be solar, it could be cannabis, it could be the home. We've seen that really heat up here in 2020. Will it sustain this momentum going into 2021 and beyond? It's, it's unknown, we don't know yet. But that's another area that you might want to watch out for, you know, the next uh, industry to see a big rally. So let's recap a little bit where I've, I've talked about. So you can just buy the tech ETF if you want to remain in tech. Um, it is a little stretched here, as I said, but it's bouncing around looking for whether or not it's going to go higher. But that main ETF is XLK. That's the one everyone owns. Nothing wrong with owning the ETF and just owning the whole sector. You can buy the QQQs as well under QQQ. That's always a popular one. And a recent ETF just launched, which gives you slightly smaller companies. And I know Nina Mishra here at Zaxx really likes this ETF. It's QQQJ for like the mid caps of the tech techie kind of names. So you might want to check out that one. Then our three stocks were Exact Sciences and we had Veris, well, Exact Sciences EXAS is that one. Vericel is VCEL and InMode INMD. And you want to subscribe because I'm going to have some of my colleagues on coming up here in November and December as we talk about What's going on with the economy? I'm going to have John Blank on again, and we're going to take a look at some of these tech stocks and a little bit behind the scenes of what's going on there. Are there any values? Are there any deals in some tech stocks? Even though the whole industry might be overvalued and a bit stretched, 
there's always something going on behind the scenes that uh, the street is kind of ignoring. So I'm going to be taking a look at that. So you want to subscribe, get us at Spotify, get us on Apple Podcasts, or get us on SoundCloud, but be sure to get us someplace and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.